Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We have a great show for you today. The Way of Abundance and Joy. Shirley Blanca is joining me here today. The Shamanic Teachings of Alberto Taxo. But what today is about, Don Alberto, but what today is about is about a message that we all can be reminded of. And, you know, what happens when you step out and you have an experience, right? And you meet someone that unexpectedly becomes transformative in your life, or maybe expectedly. But what happens when you then decide that you are on a pathway that helps you shift and change not only your own life, but others? And if you study shamanic traditions like my very special guest Shirley has done, and you understand about the sacred dances of the ancient kahunas in Hawaii, or you study with Hank, uh, Hank Wasserman, or any of or all of the above, then what happens is a message gets crafted for the world. And whether that message is a message that helps us understand how to bring more light into the world or how to cultivate life in your own life. That's what today's show is about, the way of abundance and joy. Many of you may be asking yourselves right now, is that even possible? Is that even possible? Well, I'm going to leave that up to Shirley. Shirley, it's great to have you. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Dr. Pat, and I'm glad to be invited. Yeah, a lot of people are thinking uh, these days, uh, abundance and joy and uh, all of the above. Um, I'm an optimist, so I think I popped out of the womb, like with a big O on my face, like a big optimist. Um, But even with that, um, we run into times where if we have had experiences, especially experiences of the land and experiences that are sacred in nature, they teach us even more than we can imagine, especially through the tough times. Has that been true for you? Uh, Yes, I I would say so, definitely. And, um, you know, I, as a child in growing up in England, I was uh, on my grandparents' farm, I was roaming the fields and the woods, and uh, I felt very connected to nature and knew what was around me and the, the animals and the plants. And then uh, I came to this country as a young adult and realized I didn't know anything about my environment. Uh, and I tried to fill that in by learning the names of things out of books, 
realized that that wasn't going to do any good. And so then, um, you know, I felt really a sense of alienation and loss. And, and it wasn't until I met Don Alberto and started to try and practice some of his teachings that I gained this sense of belonging again, uh, or I should say belonging perhaps for the first time in this particular environment. And it has the effect of raising your spirits. You, you, I mean, I think many of us know if we walk in the woods, you know, it, it makes us feel perhaps a lot better than when we were feeling before. So this is that kind of feeling, but, but in spades, because it's something that you can do for yourself and, and which helps you along that path. Yeah, and the reason I bring this up is because, you know, I was uh, recently, I, I've started to talk a little bit more about, I'm remind, okay, what I'm trying to do for myself and what I am doing for myself, I'm reminding myself of the very special moments in my life that have literally shown me a different trajectory. And the reason I love to talk about that is I was really struck by many, many things in the book. But what I'm really struck by today in the world, and one of the messages is we are at choice points all the time. You know, I could talk about my experience in the desert to five different people and describe it in detail. And some people will walk away and think, you got to be kidding me. You spent yeah. 10 days in the desert with just water, nothing to sleep in, on the ground, no bug spray, and you're happy, right? <laughs> and what I realized today is that all of that is true. And it was perfect mm. for me in my life. And that's why I'm so struck by your message, because your message right now is perfect for so many in life. So many people want to know this way, Shirley. Do you see what I mean? Yes, um, and I think so. And, and I just would like to add to that that what Don Alberto was teaching most recently, um, and you know, before we reach this really dark period we're in now, was that it's very important to be able to, to know how to raise your own energy level. And you can do that by thinking about the, the happy times, the good times you've had, or looking at photographs and getting yourself, you know, raising your mood in that way. And then to project outwards a feeling of love uh, to as far as you can into the world, you know, people you like or people you don't like. So, uh, and he said the world really needs it at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's talk for a minute about the journey that got you here. And it's so important to talk about it because, you know, this is, this is one of these things that when people hear the story, when people hear the story of the conversation, the meeting, the influence of Don Alberto, you know, it's hard to describe the serendipity of it all and the rightness of it all and the timing of it all. Mm -hmm. um, how would you describe your journey from there to being here and talking about the book? 
um, <laughs> well, that's a long story. I'd yes, go ahead. Do it. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, I had um, studied shamanism um, as an anthropologist uh, for, for many years. I just, just read about it. And uh, then I began to think, well, do I want to get into this myself? And I took a weekend course with Michael Harner. This was in the 80s. And, you know, it was some very interesting things happened, but I wasn't sure it was really for me. And so anyway, I, it just went along like that. And then um, I, I was in a, a sacred dance group and we would give programs uh, you know, in nursing homes, in, um, in prisons, even in the monastery. And we were part of something that was called the Sacred Dance Guild, which is um, actually an international organization now. So they have festivals every so often in different places. And we went to one in Hawaii. And that was where I took a class with a Hawaiian kahuna. And, uh, and it was actually in male style hula, which, which is, is stronger. It's not the kind of willowy thing we think of with, with hula. So uh, I found that having four hours of dancing a day, four days in a row, put me into an altered state. And at night, um, what was happening? So I was on a high during the day and at night, I found something else was happening, that I was getting in touch with the grief I had from a, about a Native American friend having died some years before. I'd never really connected with properly. So I was on this roller coaster going up and down. And then spending a couple of weeks in Hawaii afterwards, I was hearing this sweet guitar music. And it was only when I went back later uh, and didn't hear anything, I thought, well, this was inside my head. So anyway, I was telling this experience to a friend and she said, oh, I know just the book for you. It's Hank Wasserman's Spirit Walker, right? So I read it and I found that Hank had a number of what I felt were uh, convergences with his life and mine. He was a paleoanthropologist who studied in Africa, the early man. He really went very much like the American Museum of Natural History. He grew up in New York and I had worked there for several years. Um, so anyway, I, I thought, well, maybe this is the man to be my teacher. And I wrote him a long email and I thought either he'll answer it or he won't. And he answered it um, very carefully, paragraph by paragraph, and then suggested maybe I would like to take a course of his. So I ended up um, studying with him for 10 years. And at the end of that time, he said to me, um, or he asked me if I would try to write a book about the wisdom of a Native American sage. That time, I didn't see any way of doing it. But a few years later, that, that was when, this is when I encountered Don Alberto. And I had not, uh, you know, listen to um, a native person speak in, in some time. And a friend of mine said, oh, you know, there's this going to, going to be this Native American um, Ecuadorian um, medicine man speaking just 15 minutes from your home. Maybe you'd like to go. Mm, so wow. I said, sure. All right. Um, so, you know, I, I 
it was a very hot June evening. I most didn't leave the house, um, but I got myself out. And on the way there, I always found myself feeling excited and a bit nervous. And I thought, why on earth am I feeling this way? I don't know anything about this man. Or what is the point? Anyway, um, I got there and he was giving really an introductory course in shamanic journeying. I don't know if your listeners know what that is. Should, should I explain that? They, I, they, the listeners are a little bit aware, but I'd like them to hear it from your perspective because I gave a version of it the other day from, from my experience in the high desert. But this is very powerful, and I'd love to hear it from your perspective. All right. Uh, well, the way I, I see it is that it's a method of um, reaching your, your higher intelligence or your, your dream world that you might otherwise only reach in sleep. So it's, it's a way of getting to the place where your creative ideas come from. And uh, really, it, it's just sort of an inspirational place. You can get get a very a lot of very uh, valuable information from it. Yeah. Uh, do you uh, consider yeah. it? Do you consider it, Shirley? If I may interrupt you for a minute. Yeah. Uh, do you consider it like? A, I don't know another word except to put it in like sort of this pop culture phrase, a sneak peek. A what? A sneak. A peek? sneak peek. Like you're getting and you're getting a peek into the possibilities. You're you're seeing something yes. right in this state that maybe you're not experiencing in the in the present world of your life. Right. Yeah. Yes, I, I think that that's good. I mean, I'm thinking that you know this is a place that artists make a lot of use of, but also scientists uh, yes. and mathematicians. I guess where their ideas come from, and then they have to use their training to demonstrate that it has you know, validity in this ordinary everyday world. So um, yes, uh, and the method that's usually used um, that I think is the safest is drumming and singing in order, and it, what it does, it changes your brain waves. Yeah. So you reach this other place, right? Yeah. So, so um, shall I go back to my story? Well, yes, go back to your story, because, you know, your story, when I think about it, and certainly the way you've written about it in the book, it's so insightful. There's so much in the book. It really is. Um, you know, I went and reread the medicine wheel of the four winds several times before the show today. And what I've learned over in my lifetime is when I read something more than once, there's something there for me to learn about it. But, you know, your story is more than insightful. I mean, it is a story where you were tapped on the shoulder and called, from yes. my opinion. You, you, yeah. great career. Not saying anthropology wasn't all about what it is, but sometimes we get tapped on the shoulder to do something. Yes. And right. that's what I think happened to you. Maybe it wasn't like a tap on the shoulder. I know for me, it was a two by four. So it was a little bit more than a tap on the shoulder. But for <laughs> you, there was a calling. You know, you were told you were a healer. And I can only imagine, you know, people that are watching this, they see you and me. And they may not realize that every one of them here today 
has the potentiality to experience what you have in this book. Yeah. That's why I've been doing this 20 years, because I want to get the message to people. Look, whatever you're going through, there is a way. And so please finish your story, because my words are you were tapped on the shoulder. I don't know if you feel like tapped on the shoulder is it, but it was literally tag, you're it. <laughs> yes. yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, I've I've um, I've been looking. Actually, you're saying about rereading things. Um, I I sh I don't know. Well, I think I'm going to mention this. I don't know if you know, but he Donald actually died of COVID one week before the book was um, published. Mm, yeah. And but since then, I had this feeling that I should reread. Um, Michael um, Newton's books on uh, between lives, you know, that he was a hypnotherapist uh, and who described the spirit world from what he learned from, from his patients. So um, in reading, I, I started to reread it and I'm, I'm learning all kinds of things about who I think Don Alberto really was. I think he was a soul guide. And uh, one of the characteristics or, or the characteristics of soul guides that Newton mentions is that they are uh, supportive, they boost your confidence, they, um, but they also throw you challenges so that you do things that you don't think you're able to do. I mean, it, it draws on your abilities that perhaps you haven't used up to that point. So I feel that's really, really definitely what happened here. I mean, I never thought of writing a book about him, um, uh, but this is what happened, right? And now, you know, um, I, I think maybe at this point that our work together was was finished, <clears throat> basically. <clears throat> Excuse me, I have to drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, this is really part of this journey in really speaking and hearing this from you. I mean, there's a powerful, powerful message in here. And the way I like to look at this, there's so many ways I can look at this. Uh, and, and, and I want to thank our friends at Inner Traditions and Manzanita. Thank you so much for putting this in front of us. Because I love this, the way of abundance and joy, the way of abundance and joy. And when we hear those words, right, I want people to know that there is a way. And I think that is one of the messages in your book and just in honoring Don Alberto. I mean, it's so sad when I think about, you know, his passing, but yet everything was passed on to you and you are here to represent now the energy to bring forward in this. I'd like to know what your vision was when you said yes to this right and you sat down and said i'm gonna do it <laughs> you know how's your vision changed how, and basically the question is how did writing the book change you so to speak um yes i'm not sure it was if it was the writing of the book or really trying to practice what he taught me um in relating to the natural world in, in a in a closer level but um well, should I tell the story about the, the dream that, that yes. led me to, to, okay, all right. Please. So 
Um, well, I went with my family uh, to the east coast of uh, Mexico, the Mayan Riviera. This was after a, a rather miserable New England winter. And so being in that warm environment, beautiful warm water, very relaxing, uh, I had a very interesting dream. And I don't usually dream very much, or at least I don't recall my dreams. And when I do, I usually think it's about anxiety. But anyway, this was very different. Um, and it happened a little bit before, you know, it was time to wake up anyway. So what I saw was I was standing in the, in the mouth of a cave and I was looking out onto a sunny landscape. And in the distance um, on the, above the horizon, I saw a, a black form rising as a bird. And as it came close towards me, it got uh, larger and larger until its wings really covered the whole sky and blocked out the light. Wow. And I saw it was an eagle. Wow. And then it, uh, it landed in, just in front of me. And at that point, I saw it had the face of a Native American lady I knew. Uh, then what happened was there was a ballpoint pen that sprouted little wings and it fluttered backwards and forwards in front of us like this. And the, the eagle laughed and she said, oh, <laughs> now we know why you write so well, you have a magic pen. <laughs> and I thought this was a joke, you know, I didn't take it seriously, but at the same time, I noticed the coloring of the pen. It was pale blue with a black design on it. And I didn't take in what the design was, but right after that, I woke up. And so being awake, I realized I had the pen and it was something that had been sent to me, um, you know, some kind of ad in the mail a few days before. I didn't know where it came from, but I had it. So I looked at it and the design was different sizes of feather on black feather on this pale blue background. And when I saw that, the word that came into my head was pluma, which is the Spanish for both feather and pen. Yeah. So I took that as a suggestion that I should tell the dream to Don Alberto. And when I did, he said, oh, would, I'd like you know to write a book for me. So that was how it, how it got started. Wow. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, there's so much to talk with you about. And I just want to say, Shirley, let's just make sure people know how they can get a copy of the book. What is the best way to do that? It's pretty much available everywhere, isn't it? I think so. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, from the publisher or from Amazon, or if you have a, a local bookstore, I like to, you know, people to promote those if they can. So Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I wanted to talk with you about... Um, there's so many things I'm reminded of now and uh, reflecting upon. And there was a part in the book that I was reading uh, that I too lost my mentor uh, oh. before she could see, not to COVID, but before she could see the fruits of her labor. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, you're progressing when you're, when your mentor stops calling you knucklehead. That's how you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 how, that's how you know that you're progressing. Um, but 
when we come back from break, I, I want to talk with you about the power of the Chicana. Oh, yeah. I should say that's, I'm, I'm wearing a symbol. I was going to wear mine. I don't, I don't have <laughs> mine on me, but I was, I was going to wear mine. But I yeah. saw yours, and I loved that you included it in this book. And yeah. I've learned recently, I was given a Chicana by Vera, Vera Lopez. And she found out about my South American ancestry, which actually was a big fat secret in my family. Oh. I mean, I'm not kidding, right? Um, <laughs> but when you're drawn to a culture and you don't know why, there's where there's smoke, there's fire. And so, mm. but the to study the Chicana and to have such a beautiful pendant she gave me of mm. with the serpent on it, with I mean, it's just beautiful. Yeah. The energy of it though is powerful, but the lessons I want to hear you talk about. I want to hear you talk about it. you did this beautiful, beautiful job. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Don Alberto's, I say Chicana, probably mispronouncing it. Shirley, right. when we come back, we're going, to, we're going to dig into this. How will this lead us to the way of abundance and joy? And I, and I really need to emphasize this for those of you that are feeling down a court. I'm telling you, it's a feeling. It is not the truth of who you are. But Shirley's going to take you on that when we come back from Bay. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit MartineEmmons.com and make your appointment today. Are both your life and mission passing you by? Are you wanting to step into the bigger reason why you're here? I'm Claudia Sam, your Soul Connection Coach and host of the Be Happy Now Show. It's possible to feel good to be you and to never burn out again. Hop on a free 20-minute clarity call with me to explore what life could be like if you could just say yes to yourself without the guilt. Go to ClaudiaSamSoulCoaching.com forward slash yes. Parenting isn't about perfection. I think we all know that. Parenting is about being present and honest, having compassion for your child and for yourself, communicating consciously and loving unconditionally. Tune in to The Awakened Parent Project with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday at noon Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be an empowered parent through the techniques of the conscious parenting community. To learn more about Susan, visit SusanDolce.com. It takes courage to step into your calling and go for your dreams. Sabotage monsters can get in your way, preventing you from reaching your potential. You can choose to struggle alone or you can choose community and support, someone to walk beside you, meeting you where you are. If you are ready to make real and lasting change, Coach Christine Clark is here for you. Find out more about one-on-one -on -one coaching and group programs with Coach Christine at sunglowtransformation.com. Are you wondering who you are meant to be in this ever-changing world right now? 
Kelly Kay is a certified New Paradigm multidimensional transformation energy healer ready to assist you in this transformative process of expanding your consciousness. She helps you transmute your wounds and traumas into healing, growth, and wisdom, resulting in self-empowerment and freedom from fear. Visit EnlightenedMedicine.com to learn more. Oh, wow. Welcome back, Shirley. How do we find out more about you? How do we get a copy of the book? And, uh, and you know, as I was saying to you during the break, I know I zoomed in on the Chicana, but I really want to hear from you, your teaching and your words. So does the public. Um, but the book, it's available pretty much anywhere, right? Yes. And how yeah. do we find out more about you? Um, well, that's a good question because I don't have... I don't have a website. Oh, we're going to have I, to change that. Well, no, I'm, I'm just, just kidding. A, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't feel I'm the important person here. I mean, I want to concentrate on on Tom I know. Butter, yeah. I know. And uh, we're trying to fix up his website too. So uh, anyway, that's that's has its complications. But um, yes. So um, yeah, I don't think. Um, we'll just get the book. Well, you can look at the book, yes. Get the book. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's Again, I want to shout out to Inner Traditions, our friends there. And we have so many friends in the publishing world, a 20-year experience. And Manzanita and Linda, they get together with Gail. And there we go. Now we get yeah. to hear you talk about an amazing journey, an amazing man, and lessons for the traditional mm -hmm. as well as the contemporary world we live in, right? Yeah, right. Yes. Uh, well, in a sense, you know, what he teaches is very traditional, um, but it's also he's had influences from the modern world. And one of the things about shamans is since it's not a written tradition, um, there's always the opportunity to build on what the tradition was before. And in fact, it's necessary because you have to bring it into the modern world. It has to be something people can, can themselves um, experience. So um, one of the things that impresses me about him, now, a lot of the time when you see Andean shamans, they are still uh, practicing in a traditional way with tr traditional forms and, um, and clothing. And Don Alberto actually put that on one side, right? Uh, he, he typically would wear a t-shirt, he'd probably in some bright color, orange or, or green, uh, and, um, you know, khaki slacks. And uh, his, his whole idea about ritual was that it, ritual isn't something that's set aside, uh, that you do specially, that actually your whole daily life um, in their way of thinking is a ritual. It's what they call a rurai. So you do it with intention. You do it with an intention to connect with the spirit of life and to increase the well-being of not only your own life, but of, of the life around you. So that really was the essence of, of his message. And I, I would like to to just mention about how when my friend and I visited him for the first time and he took us on what he said was a pilgrimage, we started off in the car and um, he had done just a little ceremony beforehand with a fire 
uh, singing prayers in Quechua, which is his language, uh, mm. to the Mother Earth, I'm sure, and um, a conch shell and so on. However, in the car, what he would do was if it rained a little bit, he'd open the window, put his hand out and feel the rain. And I'm sure that he was giving thanks. He didn't actually say that out loud at that point. Um, then he would stop by the side of the road. We would get out, we would look at a flower and give thanks for that. Or we would smell a leaf, give thanks for that. Um, we would visit places that seemed special in the environment and leave an offering. He might give us a, a breadcrumb or a breadcrust to, to leave or a, you know, a sage leaf or something like that. So he, this was the message was when you see something around you that you feel drawn to, you can give thanks to it for it. And, you know, if you want to leave something in the environment, you can do that. So um, that is the essence of, of his method mm -hmm. there. And it's very simple. If you live in a town uh, or the city and you not, don't have that much contact with the natural world, well, mm -hmm. you can buy a plant. Which yeah, is, yeah, I'm from the Bronx. So yeah. I know that you get, it doesn't matter where you live. You know, yeah. I want to go back over this again for people so they can hear it again. Because there's something about the process that you described that, look, when I went on my first vision quest, I still had so much of my upbringing. I mean, my dad poured cement in the backyard, right? Yeah. And, and so, but what you're talking about It feels like an infusion of really unlimited energy. Yeah. Is it? Yes, I would say so. And, and this whole idea of energy w was new for me. I'm not somebody who easily feels energy, mm -hmm. uh, but it, it's really energy healing. Yes. Um, and, and so I think that is behind what he was saying was to try and raise your energy level in order to project love outwards, you know, that you have to feel good in order to be able to do that. So he was suggesting, you know, ways of, of being able to raise that feeling in yourself. So um, that's it. <laughs> no, is, that's it. Yeah, and the yeah. reason I say that's it is because to hear you tell the story, you're such a beautiful storyteller. You know, there's there's something about the way that you're bringing this message forward that is completely captivating. And there's an energy in the way you do it. And maybe everybody that's listening doesn't, maybe they don't get it in, in the way that I get it. But something touched your heart and soul. Yeah. I mean, it's in your eyes. Yeah. And yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, and to me, I think you know, the, the first part of the story of his upbringing to me is very interesting. Um, and, you know, that he was uh, grew up in a traditional family of shamans. And then um, his father was killed in front of him um, by deliberately run down by a car. But he was able to get over that, you know, and, and get to a very beautiful place where he could really share this information with us to to uh, further the the prophecy they have about the uh, condor the eagle and the condor flying together in the same sky and apparently sometimes you know he would come to new york city he would get exhausted when he 
went home and asked his elders, did he really need to continue to do this? And they said, yes. And he would come back, you know, and he never gave up. And then I, you know, was fortunate enough to, to meet him and, and mm. have this great experience. So, um, and, and I gather that he really wanted to, his message to be able to, to be told in English. Yeah. And, and I had the chance to do that. So yeah. I'm very grateful for that. And I want to talk a little bit more about this. You know, I want to talk about the energy of abundance for a moment. And yeah. I don't think it's a mistake that abundance and joy are both in the title of the book. Uh, and these are shamanic teachings, because so often we don't think about abundance, especially in the ways that it has been shown to us. Let me give you a specific example. You know, I grew up uh, in in a, an Italian family. Now I know both Italian and Brazil, but that was the secret. And we grew up as Catholics. And I was always struck by as a kid, you don't know this word. You don't know abundant and prosperity. But I was always struck by the amount of gold. <laughs> and remember, I'm in New York. So all the churches in New York are like filled with gold. And there was just this a sense in, in just the presence in that sacred space. And then down the road, I did a little searching on my own, and I found out that people that walked the earth thousands of years ago were quite prosperous. And we don't look at them like that because we have this really odd way that we've indoctrinated poverty and sacrifice with spirituality. Yeah. But right. Moses would be a millionaire in today's time, right? Yeah. And I was really struck by this. Can you talk about Don Alberto's version of abundance for me? Well, I, I think that it was just to enjoy or be able to enjoy, get yourself to the point, what is all around you, to be able to recognize what's around you. It's a question of awareness, um, of, of really being able to, first of all, to, to pay attention what's around you and then feel it now uh, as far as paying attention is concerned i'm i live in a place where i can go for a walk around the top of a hill oh. and i'm struck by the fact that i very often meet coming in the other direction somebody wearing earphones as you are doing um and uh not they're looking down at the road they're not looking around them that we have beautiful trees it's a yeah. beautiful place they're not looking, they're not listening, they're listening to something recorded. Mm -hmm. And um, that is a complete lack of awareness. They're out in, in the natural world and they're not seeing it and yeah. they're not feeling it, they're not hearing it, they're not hearing the birds. So it's that kind of, of thing. You know, so many of us, I think, are absorbed by the technological world that we, we don't, when we're kind of mesmerized by it. So yeah. I think it's um, a need to to get away from some of that at least some of the time so. it's it's an absolute need and you know as a matter of fact one of the most happiest workshops i i ever delivered right for myself was in nature and you know the criteria was that I, everybody's got rules surely right but the the rules were i had to deliver this half day prosperity abundance workshop 
And I decided to do it in nature. And, and I got the best reviews I had ever gotten. But what I had them do, I had them touch the leaves of the yes, tree. Exactly. I had them, they could pick whatever that one thing was in nature, they had to bring it back to the circle. Yes. And they had to take 30 minutes to describe in detail the entire feeling of it, the essence of it. When you pinch the leaf, what did it look like? You get transformed by nature if you would just take the time. Right. That's right. Yes. And, and, you know, part of his healing technique um, was to, well, when you're, you're there in Ecuador, you, the mm. healer uh, picks the, the plant that, that they feel drawn yeah. to in order to, to use it, you know, to go over the body with it. Yep. Um, in, the, in this country, that's not really so, so easy. But in his workshops, he would have people bring a flower or a plant with him that he could use. And so the idea was that you have to feel connected to something and, yeah. and you bring it and then he can, you know, use it to help you. So, um, I, so I think, you know, um, I mean, I have not had a whole lot of opportunity to use his techniques, but I am a hands-on healer in, in my church. And I've come to the conclusion that uh, as long as the person or what's important is that for the person who's the healee to trust the method, right? It doesn't really matter so much what the method is. Um, the healer mm -hmm. can, can focus, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I say that too, because Donna Berta came and stayed with me one time around Christmas time. And I arranged for him to come with me to um, the church service where I was on the healing team because I wanted to see him to see what we did. And uh, so when we got there, I, I hadn't asked, I wasn't sure who was going to be on the, with me working there. And it turned out she was the leader of the, the team. So she actually said to me, well, would Don Alberto would like to join us? And I was very happy to hear that because I wanted to ask him. And yes, I mean, he was delighted to be asked. He just folded himself in to what we were doing, which was the hands-on healing. He didn't understand anything we said, but it didn't matter. His whole presence was very important, as, as people told us afterwards. So it, it's that ability to be able to, I think, cross boundaries as well. That's another yeah, important yeah. aspect. Of well, this. and that, that brings me back to the Chicana, if I could, because, yes. um, and let me just talk about this real quick and, and just tell people why I'm so drawn to it. You know, your book, right? I just want to hold it up. The Way of Abundance and Joy, everybody. You see it? This is so beautifully done and laid out. I mean, not just the teacher, the teachings behind the eagle and the condor, but when you when you move from learning or hearing about plant healing and, and you take a look at conflict, what I found interesting is not just the medicine wheel in the four winds, but then in the same book, a beautiful, very practical that everybody could understand this, Shirley, right? The Chicana yeah. and the Staff of Gold. And I want to just talk about this. I'm just going to read this from your book. Um, okay. The Chicana is a tool that our ancestors used to codify the wisdom and scientific knowledge that were developed in their times. The wisdom and scientific knowledge. Now, this is ancient. I love that we're talking about this. And then you go on to say one of the easiest ways of understanding it 
to read this symbol or tool is to orient oneself to the four directions that we know, north, south, east, and west. And if we look at the Chicana from above, we will see it is a cross with sides of equal length. And you go on to describe this. But the very nature of how you describe it and then go on to talk about it, um, I had never heard this phrase. Okay, and I'd love for you to comment on this. The Chicana to be best understood intellectually has to be seen in all its dimensions. Yeah. Okay. It's a powerful, yeah. powerful yeah. symbol. What was it? And then you go on to describe various versions of it. But what has it come to mean to you, Shirley, at a personal level? Yeah. Um, okay, those actually are his words yes. um, that, that he spoke to me. It, it was an, an interview I had with him. Um, well, it, it's really, um, to me, it's more of a mystical vision because you try to see something in multiple dimensions how do you do this but i think it it just it sums up you know the whole universe uh it's a, just um <laughs> well i to me i i think it's it sums up everything that he teaches there everything that we experience uh everything one can know about the stars or you know anything else uh, it's a, a way of connecting everything in the world together. So, um, yeah, I mean, to me, it, it's also um, a symbol of the depth of their thinking. Uh, now, one of the comments that he made was that there are people who are interested in Indian things who don't think that they have any philosophy, right? And this is a really a, a deep kind of very complex philosophy, in fact. Um, one of the, the valuable things about it to me is that he, he would use not the term universe, but a pairverse. In other words, um, there are two principles that are equally important, and it's not just the male, it's also the female, and that the female is, in fact, more important than the male in his view. So that um, he sees at the moment, we're in a, a time he calls a Pachakuti, which is the world turning over. And we're leaving 500 years of male domination and coming into, hopefully, uh, another 500 years where female energy rises. And it's not just women, it's female energy in the male, which is taking us into a much kinder, nicer universe so i love it i don't know why i i stopped i stopped asking myself the why question i don't know what year that was maybe it was 1969 i don't know maybe it was at woodstock in 69 maybe <laughs> um because it didn't help me yeah it didn't help me and what you're bringing forth is an invitation through Don Alberto for all of us to not just read about it, but to take it in Yes. and to take right. it in in action in the way we live our lives. Is that an adequate representation? Very, very good. Yes. And he was always 
frustrated because a little bit frustrated because he felt he had difficulty teaching people how to do this. Because in fact, it's very simple. Uh, but you just have to want to do it. You have to be aware of, of what's around you and see what you notice. You know, see what you feel drawn to. That's really what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I, and I I found you know since I've uh, felt more connected with the environment here that that my mood has gone up. You know. I mean, I'm not somebody who tends to be depressed anyway. But but the situation at the present time is depressing and. You know, but I, I don't feel that way at the moment. I feel, you know, um, I feel up, I guess I could say. Yeah. I like that, right? I like <laughs> that. I like that because, look, I know what it's like to not feel up. I think maybe you do too, a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. when we can learn that there is a choice we have, most of the time, there are exceptions where people have some physical things. My mom committed suicide. And oh, so yeah. in her case, yeah. there was a whole lot that she needed some help with. And back then, you didn't really get the help. But I would love to know, given everything you've put in the book, you're, you're doing these interviews, right? <laughs> you're out there. You're sharing this message. I'd love to know your vision. I'd love to know everybody's got a copy of the book. Everyone is mm -hmm. reading the book. Take us on now our own visualization of what your desire would be for those people being touched by what you were touched by. Yeah. Well, I, I just think that, that they are able to stay in a higher mood than they might be in otherwise, that they're not as pulled down by the things that happen that are not great as as is the case now um and you know that they find a kind of joy i mean it's it's a sort of a a low key but very deep kind of joy just just for to be alive and being able to appreciate that fact you know, that really the spirit of life is throughout everything in our world and we're a part of it we tend to separate ourselves but we're, we're really not separate um and you know as far as the natural world is concerned you know there are it, it has been polluted and so on and so forth in the past and hopefully you know if i can feel better connected to it then these things can be eased and turned around in the future so yeah. it's it's just uh, uh, to to live a happier in a happier way a more connected way I would say, and yeah. and I, I think I will add that I'm somebody who's always been very much of an introvert I've never been much of a people person, and so here I am now and I feel this book is going to reach a number of people and um, so I'm happy about that you know that this is a, a sort of a new direction for me too. Yeah, I love this. I love understanding and through your words and through your inspiration and certainly through what you're bringing forth in the message from Don Alberto is this idea that one, it's never too late. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, two, as you so beautifully stated, that we are here to be connected in your book, you connect us with nature, with plants, with animals, with people. Yeah. We are here to be connected. And that we cannot lose sight 
how important that connection is. I don't care if we've got our phones going or, you know, I have to wear a headset or else I don't, the sound is not good. But honestly, if I could figure out a way not to have this thing on, boy, I'm right on it. But the other Mm -hmm. thing is you're also reminding us of a sacred journey, I believe. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and and I, you know, he sort of introduced me to that idea right at the beginning by by taking my friend and me on this um, uh, pilgrimage, as he described it. Yes. So, um, um, yeah, I, I haven't said anything about, you know, what happened when I first met him and getting this kind of laser light light from his eyes to mine. And then I really wanted to know what that was and, you know, ended up going to Ecuador with this lady who wanted more healing. And so, and then I, you know, I finally got a chance to ask him and, and he said, well, it was a signal. And uh, I said, what kind of a signal? And he said, well, I've known you in previous lives. And that really knocked me backwards because, you know, previous lives are not part of my, my cultural background in any way, whatever. So, um, that just intrigued me, and I felt there was a whole new world of things for me to learn and know about there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't thank you enough. I mean, there's so much we can continue to talk about. You know, I shared the other day that I believe my life was saved by another winged creature in the high huh? desert. It wasn't an eagle. It was a turkey vulture. Oh, but okay. it helped me. I was lost in the high desert because I didn't follow my mentor's instruction and uh, (laughs) wandered too far away. And I did remember her teaching, take your clothes off, lay on the sand, let your heart touch the earth and you will be guided. Hmm. I'm not telling everybody to take your clothes off. Don't be emailing me on that. But there's something important about all of us connecting to the earth. Isn't there, Shirley? Yes, you know, Dr. Don Alberto would say to me, you know, you should take your shoes off and, and sit with your feet on, on the ground. And I haven't really done that as much as I, I could um, or should. And, and another thing, you know, about him was he would come back exhausted from saying being in New York City and um, he would dig a trench in the ground and line it and cover himself up with the earth and stay there for the night. And it would be restorative for him, right? So there's, you know, that kind of connection with the earth, I can't say I have, but it's really kind of inspirational to me that this is something one can try. I love it. I can't thank you enough. I want to know, I think I've got 30 seconds left. (laughs) Personal message. What do you want to leave us with, please? Well, I, I think just enjoy the book and, and also don't beat up on yourself, you know, if you feel you've failed in, in any way, just, just um, relax and try to, you know, learn from what he, he teaches. And yeah. when you remember to do something, as he would say, when yeah. you remember to do it, do it, you know, but don't worry about it. 